Am I wrong for has a, having a positive attitude going into this week, Saints versus Lions? I mean, they really have given no one any reason anywhere to be positive. I mean, they've lost two in a row. They uh, lost to their heated rivals last week with a chance to take a two-game lead in the division. So, yeah, I don't know why I'm positive, but I kind of am. We'll get to some of the responses that I've had. We'll get to Larry Holder of The Athletic as we preview Saints versus Lions and Week 13 in the NFL here on the Datitude Podcast. Coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Well, you at New Orleans. That's right, I'm in a good mood. Hello to all my friends elsewhere. We're just waiting. Waiting for Sunday. Ah, these Saints suck. They're not going to win. Are you kidding? They're going to be the Lions? What, are you crazy? Yeah, I'm nuts. That's who I am. Happy one day, sad the next, mad the next, super happy the next day. That's who I am. You haven't figured it out yet? This is Datitude, episode number 194 for a Friday, December the 1st, 2023. It's a new month. It's a new me. It's all positive on this show because I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times Picayune, the advocate at bet.nola.com. I mean, why shouldn't I be positive? What is wrong with being? There are so many people out there. Who are you? I mean, listen, literally, I told you this yesterday. I don't know. If you didn't listen to the show yesterday, fine. Got an email, 12 minutes, and I say this later in the show too, so I've said it a bunch of times. I just thought it was funny. David Bordelon emails me. I don't know who David Bordelon is, but probably a cool dude. He said, if you are taking the Saints, you are the one who is drunk. Why? I mean, yeah, so I'm giving away my pick already. I'm positive. I'm going to be positive going into this week. I'm changing my outlook on life. We're going into the holiday season, by God. We're going to be happy, happy, joy, joy, whether you like it or not. Give a damn whether you want me to be. What do you want me to just be, come out and say, Saints stink. Oh, my God, I can't stand watching this. Dennis Allen needs to be fired. Pete Carmichael, he, I don't, I don't understand him at all. Why are they fired? Blah, 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 blah. Good night, everybody. Is that what you want me to do? I mean, look, I'll do it if you want, if that's what keeps you listening. But no, we're going to be positive. I uh, sent out a poll yesterday. Um wasn't really a poll. It was just a question. I only had one person respond. That was kind of disappointing, by the way. If you want to talk to me, at jderry, oh, not at jderry. My, my email is jderry, D-E-R-R-Y, at theadvocate.com, theadvocate.com, not jderry at advocate.com. It's jderry at theadvocate.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. I'm still calling it Twitter. X is the dumbest thing ever. Um at Jim Derry Jr. But I asked the question yesterday, who is worse at their job in the city of New Orleans? Is it Pete Carmichael 
or is it Latoya Cantrell? It's a simple question, really. I know not a simple answer if you think about it. TDB responded. He said, uh, just heard my poll. <laughs> Re Carmichael or the Destroyer, which one's worse at their job? He has a place in the quarter. He splits time there with his primary residence. He said, as a resident of Orleans Parish, there is no question that Latoya the Destroyer, this is a quote, is the most incompetent of the two. Carmichael's ineptitude breaks spirits, but Latoya's incompetence destroys property values, businesses, and lives. And he also wanted to tell me that he used my uh, comparison the other day with great results. It was funny and one of my better quips. Do I not have a lot of good quips? I mean, one of my better quips? I mean, come on, man. This is show number 194. I've had a few of them, I think, I hope. Oh, boy. Uh, my response back with, to him was, well, I mean, you're talking about Pete Carmichael's running the offense for a multi-billion, and I'm use billion with a B, multi-billion dollar franchise. Um, is he helping destroy this franchise? Did you think about it like that? Just saying. I mean, and besides, LaToya can't do anything bad for this city this weekend. She's on her way to Dubai for a uh, climate change accord. Because anything that LaToya Cantrell has to say or do is going to have a whole lot of effect on climate change. Now, I'm not getting into politics, but it could have been anyone, any mayor. What the hell are mayors going to do? Why does the mayor of New Orleans need to fly across the world to go, and see, here I am. I couldn't help myself. Why does the mayor of New Orleans have to go to Dubai for a climate change conference? What the hell is she going to do? I don't get it. I don't So, But anyway, I digress again. I mean, it's my show. I have the right to digress if I want. But it's a simple question. I mean, you think about it. The Saints are a multi-billion dollar enterprise can one person ruin it? No. I guess that's one big difference between the Saints and the city of New Orleans. I mean, theoretically, one person can't ruin a city. But, I mean, I guess you could give points both with the city of New Orleans and with the Saints. I don't know. Will the Saints offense be any better this week against the Detroit Lions? I say yes. I understand that... Um, you know, the Saints are going to be without potentially their top three receivers. Shahid's not playing. Mike Thomas is not playing. So where Mike Thomas, I don't know why I even keep calling him one of the Saint, top three Saints receivers. I mean, first of all, does anyone anywhere think that Mike Thomas is ever going to wear a Saints uniform again? And I mean ever again. He's not going to wear one the rest of this year unless somehow he miraculously cures in time for the playoffs. And playoffs, you, you still can't do it. Um, unless he's miraculously better and decides he wants to play. Other than that, if he doesn't play again this year, can you see any real... Look, we, you can say a lot of things about the ineptitude sometimes of this franchise. They signed him to a one-year deal for a reason. Can you see them signing him to another one-year deal? I don't. 
There is absolutely no reason to sign Mike Thomas to another deal. I don't see that happening. So let's just forget it. So the Saints are without their top two receivers. Because Mike Thomas is gone and probably never coming back to steal my line about Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Chris Olave may play. He's in concussion protocol. He's been practicing. I'm surprised they're even letting him practice. So who knows? Maybe he'll play. Maybe he won't. But even if those two guys don't play, Shahid or Olave, if they don't play, something just tells me. Derek Carr, I'm not saying Derek Carr's going to be good the rest of the year. I told you Monday, and I meant it. I'm not taking up for him anymore. I don't like the way he's reacted the last three weeks. I don't like the things he said. I just don't. Um, But that being said, I think he's going to have, if not his best game as a Saint, one of them. I think the Saints uh, match up well with this team. I think Jared Goff is a statue. I think they're going to get to him. I think the Lions will have success running the football to some extent. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's maybe one of those whoever scores last wins kind of games. Um, I won't be there this week. I actually had to change my plans. My wife is in uh, Cancun on a work conference. Yeah, must be nice to be her. Um, and I'm home with the kids. And if you didn't hear from another show, they had the tonsils taken out. It'll be two weeks ago on Saturday. Um, that ain't not nice. Let me tell you something. Uh, it's a great idea in theory to have both your kids have their tonsils taken out on the same day. It's good in theory. It's a living hell for like, well, I don't know. We're 13 days in now. It's still a living hell. I mean, I'm still, I'm driving their pain medicine up to the school at like midday. So when I get off of this uh, podcast here, that's where I'm doing. I mean, I got a game tonight, so I'll be driving to Lafayette later, and my, my son's taking care of him. But so I got to drive. I can't, can anybody imagine their parents driving pain meds up to them in the middle of the day? Here's some Motrin at 12:30. No, but that that's that's what we do, and so it's on me to do that. Uh, wife's out of town, so but don't let your kids have their tonsils taken out in the same day. No fun. It's kind of like watching the Saints. Except imagine watching the Saints-Falcons game. It's not an exaggeration. Imagine watching the Saints-Falcons game for 13 days straight. You get to go to sleep for five or six hours, but when you wake up, you got to turn it on and watch it again. That's what it's like having two kids with their tonsils taken out the same day. It's a whole lot of fun during the holidays. Yeah, it was, it was a fun Thanksgiving in a dairy household. Actually, that was a little reprieve. We had some family. But anyway, I'm all over the place. We're going to get to Larry Holder here of The Athletic. We have a, I thought this was one of our better shows. Uh, Not that we have bad shows, but in typical dairy fashion, I'm kind of all over the place here. We're talking about different things about the Saints, but we get into it about the Saints and the hierarchy. And look, I'm not defending anyone anymore. That's where I'm at. I ask questions that I think the fans want to ask. So that's kind of what today is about. It's not just, um, Saints-Lions, we do get into Saints-Lions, and we, of course we make our predictions. Um, but we also talk about where this team might be going in the near future and into next year. I've already told you where I thought 
they're going next year. That's more for later anyway. But let's hear what Larry thinks. We also talk about week 13 in the NFL. Marquee matchup is the Niners and the Eagles. We'll get his thoughts on that. Uh, and then we'll be back to wrap it up. Larry Holder of The Athletic. What is going on this morning? Look, we are excited about this. I can't believe it's week 13 already. That I will say. It feels like what, there's this long anticipation for a season, and then once you get there, it kind of like flies by. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of uh, you're learning what teams actually are at this point in the season. And, uh, you know, whether it's with the Cowboys last night, like it might be time to be a believer in, the, in them. Uh, even when their defense plays well, Dak Prescott is playing MVP level. Yep. Or whether it's locally here, you know the Saints. The Saints are just what they are, and you're just kind of living uh, on, on just a, an unknown, meandering week to week thing. Like that's what it is. You don't know what you're going to get. I mean, that's what they are. They are kind of like the unexpected. Maybe they score thirty. Maybe they score ten. Like it's, but it, it, but it, it actually points more toward the latter given how the offense has regressed the last few weeks. You know what you, you know, what's funny when you talk about the Cowboys, it, it reminds me that there's so many Cowboys fans that just, they complain about their team. Um, people complain about Dak and of course he has a bad game every now and then. And the Cowboys have a bad, but I thought the Cowboys actually, they played a bad game last night and got away with it. I mean, they played awful on defense. Uh, they let Geno Smith do things he hadn't done since early in the season, and maybe some of the stuff he hadn't done since last last year. DK Metcalf was running free all night long. They couldn't stop DK Metcalf, uh, the rookies, uh, ja- uh, Jason Smith, uh, Najigba. They couldn't stop him either. So I mean, right. was- and exactly. And I, I can tell you this: uh, Look, Dak Prescott, the last five weeks, he's been the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, there, there's, I mean, numbers are there. All you had to do is watch last night or watch other games. I mean, he's just. Uh, he's just in a groove and yeah. it really it's really amazing because they haven't run the ball that well like they have tony pollard yeah he hasn't that. done anything right and you're wondering okay they franchise tagged him uh and that's kind of a uh, little tease i have a uh, a free agent stock watch i did one after week six i've done one after week 12 going into week 13 uh i mentioned tony pollard and the running backs and how uh, the big names haven't done that much this year, so are they ever going to get paid? So yeah, but it's still when you look at you, you look at things like that, like they're finding ways to win even when they're not playing their best game. Like and to bring it kind of spin it back to the state, like even the Lions have done that too this year. They've won games where they've they've they haven't been at their best uh, and still find a way to win. A la when they played the Bears, so, you know they stormed back and beat the Bears. Uh, but the Saints, that's just not there like that is a rarity that they find a way to win now like it seemed like they were doing that early in the season like week one like they found a way to win right uh carolina they didn't play their best they found a way to win but they're not doing that anymore and that's that is concerning even though everything is still kind of up in the air i mean if they you know if they still play well they can still win a division and make the playoffs by the way uh larry holder of the athletic you can find all his stuff on the athletic.com or on the app, on any of your phones, as I do. I've been a subscriber to The Athletic for quite a few years now and use it regularly, so you can catch any of his stuff there. Uh, I mean, kind of going back to what I was talking about, though, is, you know, if fans of the Cowboys can complain, I think no matter what you are, right? I mean, I think it's you compare everything to people's perspectives, and I guess 
the reason why Saints fans are so upset is they expected so much more of this team. I mean, they did get hyped up. We talked about how this was the easiest schedule in the NFL. And if you think about it on average, I mean, let's be realistic and use logic and whatever. You're only going to have the easiest schedule once every 32 years. And so the Saints are basically blowing their pants. Now the Falcons have the 31st easiest schedule, so it's not it's not much different. Saints and Falcons are what and what. But to blow your chance to, to be five and six, you know, this team should be way better than that. And I guess that's why we talk about every team has complainers. No matter what they I'm sure the 49ers have com- some complaining fans. The Eagles have complaining fans. The Kansas City Chiefs have complaining fans. But man, I guess that's where we are. But if there's ever a year for Saints fans to complain, rightfully so, it's this year. I agree. I there's agree. no doubt. This is a different year than even last year when you didn't really know what you were doing at quarterback. This year you knew what you were doing at quarterback. Like that's yeah. a difference. And yeah, I agree. So that, you know, and, and you thought you knew what you were doing in other spots. And, uh, you know, it goes back to offensive line play early on wasn't what it's supposed to be. And, you're having to juggle around. You're going from musical chairs at left tackle. And so, uh, like, like games, like you said, the Saints should be way better than they should be. I don't know if they yeah. should be way better, but probably, say, two games better. than. Yeah, I, at least that. I agree with that. All right, we got some uh, comments, some, some hellos, I guess we should say, if I could stop moving my computer around. Uh, Mike Guillory from Welsh, Louisiana. Who that? Uh, I believe I'm headed in your area, uh, Mike. I am going to do the play-by-play for the Shaw St. Thomas Moore game tonight on Varsity Sports Now. I, I believe Welsh is in southwest Louisiana, correct? Yes. Of course yeah. you're doing the Shaw game. Why aren't, you doing, why aren't you doing Rummel Catholic? Because uh, VSN is contracted by Shaw. We do all of their I home games believe. and into the playoffs. I'm going to. I can't to believe this. you would be contracted by Shaw. I can't believe it's the first year. It's the first year. I finally got him to jump on board. You're so the good I've, luck charm. Uh, maybe because uh, I have done. Uh, this will be the tenth Shaw game I've done this year. I think they're ten and two. No, so maybe it's the ninth. Uh, but uh, there is actually for the first time ever on VSN. Not to get away from what we're doing here, but we're doing uh, St. Thomas Royal Broadcast because they're an affiliate. And a Shaw broadcast, so you can watch whichever one you want. Oh my gosh, it's like dueling, like Sirius XM. I know it's it's. You could pick your your hometown homers. No doubt, Uh, Jeff is correct. If Lockett doesn't drop that pass, could have been a completely different game. Uh, Look, Gina was playing well last night, so it definitely wasn't his fault. Uh, Mike also saying that uh, so many hurt players move on from Mike Thomas. I'll ask you about that in just a minute. Lee is talking about who that and. uh, Rochelle, go Saints. It's never too late. You are correct, Rochelle. Well, you can't say it's never too late because at some point it will be too late. But it's definitely not too late now. If you look at the standings that we have up there, Larry, we know this. We moved the Falcons ahead of them because technically the Falcons, even though they're tied, they own the tiebreaker as of now. But they have to play again. So really, that tiebreaker doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, I think any sane person who's watched this terrible division would likely think that it's going to come down to that January 8th game, Saints and Falcons in the Dome. Yeah, I would agree. And, yeah, it's definitely not too late. No, there's no question. That's that's the weird situation that everyone's in uh, where, look, this team, it, they're five and six, and I feel like this team has probably caught more heat 
then <laughs> no a, doubt. then a lot of five and six teams in the league or six maybe any five. other five and six team in the league. I would agree. Uh, any any team like meandering or in the middle, they're probably catching the most heat. Uh, maybe the team that's probably catching a little more heat uh, would probably be say the Chargers because yeah. they are below expectations even lower. They're a four-win team, aren't they? Right. So that's yeah. the thing. They've fallen even further with a better quarterback situation. That coach has got to go. I mean, people, yeah, complain, about, I, people yeah. complain about Dennis Allen, and, and, and rightfully so. I get it. But uh, Brandon Staley is in a different world. I mean, I, he's awful. How does that guy still have a job? He won't after this year. No, like, there's he no won't. doubt about it, that. I mean, he was in a hot seat last year after blowing it against Jacksonville. Now they've plummeted. No, he's, yeah, and they, he's, he's he is long gone. And uh, they made changes there, and that didn't help at all. You can't make – sometimes you just can't make changes to your staff. Sometimes it's just the head coach. And the fact that they didn't realize it was their head coach, I've been complaining about him for a couple of years now. I mean, you're wasting precious years with this quarterback. I mean, this is a once – I don't want to say once in a generation quarterback in Justin Herbert, but I think it's a – it's not a quarterback you're going to get every time. Put it that way. I mean, Justin Herbert should be a top five quarterback, in my opinion, and he's getting wasted. In that. Uh, it's like Drew Brees when you're wasting his. I mean, Justin Herbert's got a long time, but you, it's like when you waste Drew Brees. Like it was. And they did. Poor defenses. So that's it's the same thing. But yeah, like like you mentioned the division, and yeah, look, I'm assuming that this division winner is probably going to have a losing record because I don't have any faith Might. that they can beat other teams outside of the division. And you don't think they can win four out of their last six games? Possibly, but I don't, I'm, I would assume that they wouldn't like, I think going 500 and finishing eight and nine would probably be likely. Like, here's the thing. Like, I don't think they can beat the Rams at this point. I think the Rams are getting better. I agree. Uh, you play your division and then you play a game Sunday. And if you lose you're five and seven and you're, you're you know, you're, you're two games below 500. So yeah, I think, I think three and three is probably the best scenario for me. Uh, realistic mean, scenario. I mean, there's a realistic, just be about realistic. There's a realistic chance that both the saints and Falcons lose this week and box for that matter. And that the leader is five and seven. Mike Gilray says the worst. it's not the worst division in history. Uh, I, I, it's not, look, Seattle went, won their division with a seven and nine record and the saints went there and, and choked and lost. I mean, we all remember Beastquake. So, Right now, it's not the worst division in history. When you finish seven and nine and win the division, that's that's the worst division in history. Uh, I believe the was it last year the FC South, and I know Jacksonville uh, had a miracle in the playoffs against the Chargers. Uh, that was one of the worst divisions I've ever seen as well. So this is not the worst division in history. Well, Carolina won it at seven and nine a bunch of years ago, so that, you could argue maybe that one was exactly. Yeah. So, but it's not good. And uh, look. Let's talk about this this game in particular. Let's get to Detroit. Uh, back to square one. We talk about in the headline for the Saints. Uh, a chance last week. They blew it. Uh, they had a chance to move two games ahead in the division. We talked about it. You didn't like where they were. Uh, I was picking them. You were right. I was wrong. And, you know, again, I'm admitted on the area. But where do you go now? I mean, the Saints have shown throughout this year. I know people don't want to believe this, but you have to – one thing is, as a better and a betting writer, you kind of go through this analytically. And analytically, the Saints have shown that when they have a couple bad games, they usually follow it up with a good one. I expect, I'm not saying I ex- whether the Saints are going to win yet. We'll save our predictions for the end. But I would kind of be surprised, and I know they're banged up, but I would kind of be surprised if the Saints don't come out and play well this week. 
I just wonder, can they put up enough points to beat Detroit? Because also I feel like Detroit is not just a team that throws the football. Like they run the football well now. Like that is kind of a thing where. That's running backs hurt though. I get it, but you have one of the two. I mean, you know, you, you pick one, either one. They've both had good games without each other. Like that's. That's something that that is uh, uh, has happened and really helped Detroit. And look, they Detroit is kind of, you know, th- their record is re- still really good, but they've definitely kind of lived on the edge and fell off on Thanksgiving uh, to a, a Packers team that's getting better and uh, a Jordan Love that's actually getting better. Uh, so I, I feel like that the Saints in other seasons, I could say, all right, Maybe they play up and play well against competition, but I have yet to see them play well against a good team or even uh, a team that's a little above average. I have yet to see that, so I don't. I don't have confidence that they have they have that in them. Yeah. And the rest of the schedule, like the like, this is the only winning team right now in the rest of their schedule. So this, you know, I don't have I don't have see where. Oh my gosh, they're going to play up to competition. Like I, I just I haven't seen that, and I don't, I don't believe they have that in them. Bill says uh, he wants to call it like it is. Uh, he's not sure why today's sportscasters are always backing the organization. I will say this: um, I don't think they're really backing the organization this week. I don't think there really are too many people. They don't ask the questions that I would like to hear asked a lot of times. But today's world is different, and you as an NFL writer, and you covered this team for a long time. It's hard to say, like, to say the things we want to say sometimes because you still have to go in that room the next day. Right. It's easy for a non for a columnist. It's easier for a columnist. columnist like, look, I mean, I just because you, you know you ask a question, you don't get the answer. I'm still going to write my opinion. Like that's right. that, that, that for me for years. That's never changed. Um, and then here's the thing, though. It's you like there are times you can't say, hey, uh, are you should you bench Derek Carr, like things like that, because why are you going to ask questions a lot of times that, you know, that's not going to happen? Yeah, that's so a part of it. You, but you can phrase questions. them differently, I guess. Well, look, and that goes to, you know, Bill wants to start Winston, at least got, got a winning attitude. It ain't going to happen, Bill. You're wasting your breath. It's never going to happen. And I've said this uh, throughout the week and last week, and people wanting to bench. If you're watching the show and you want the Saints to bench Derek Carr, then go to sleep and wake up in about a year and a half, okay? Because it's not going to happen. They are married to Derek Carr for the next six, barring injury. There's 17 games next year. There's six more this year and maybe a playoff game. So a minimum of 23 games, barring injury. And even then they've shown they're still going to start him if he's injured. He's going to be the starting quarterback of this team for the next 23 games without question. Stop saying it. You could, or you could say it all you want. It's not going to help anything. He's, they're not going to make a change. The only way this happens, it would be if they drafted someone, say they I, – I, yeah, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but here's the scenario that I would say the only way that would happen. They're not going to go sign a guy like they signed him. They're not going to trade for a guy. Uh, and so it would have to be if for somehow they have a mid or earlier first round pick, draft a quarterback, 
and pull a Raiders and just bench him like Jim, like I did to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's that song, dream, right. dream, dream, dream. No, it ain't gonna happen. Uh, it, yeah, it, I'm just, I'm not saying that's good. This happen. organization will not do. This is not like our, your typical everyday organization. Loyal to a fault and beyond loyal to a fault. I believe Derek Carr's salary cap number is much different than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think his salary cap number is something in the along the lines of $44 million. They are not, first of all, they don't draft quarterbacks, and they do, they draft them later, and they don't give them a chance. Like Jake Hayner was drafted later. Will he ever see the light of day? Probably not. I mean, let's be realistic. He might play in some preseason games. Oh, he looks like Drew Brees. We'll never know. I mean, they don't do that. This is just not what this team does. It could be frustrating a while hell. I mean, I'm not saying they should do this or shouldn't should start Derek Carr for the next 23 games. I'm saying what they're gonna do. Jameis Winston had his chance and unfortunately got hurt. Yeah. Like that, right. like that's the thing. Like he was getting better that first season he was the starter and he got hurt. And yeah. he came back the next year, was still a little banged up, different coaching. Never gave staff. him a chance. And and they were they had a different outlook and so never gave him a chance right that then then that's that's where it stopped it is what it is Sean says uh, fans stop showing up they will change no they won't they don't care they literally don't care oh Mrs Benson if there's only forty thousand people in the stands first of all there's never going to be forty thousand people they would have to go like one in sixteen the next three years there'd be forty thousand people in the stands I'm telling you you keep people keep saying this to me. I keep telling you, they don't care. They're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep – Dennis Allen's going to be the coach next year. I mean, Pete Carmichael may or may not be the offensive coordinator, but Dennis Allen's not going anywhere. Derek Carr's not going anywhere. So if you can't handle that, you may either want to pick another team or go to the mall on Sundays or hang out with family, reintroduce yourself to your children. I don't know. They are not ones to be impulsive. I mean, that's just what impulsive. That there's a difference beyond impulsive and going through the crap that we've been going through over the past two years. Now, there's a big difference. They're also one going to spend money, and they're not going to be like, "Oh, we're going to throw it away." Like, obviously, this is still a Tom Benson uh, organization type, where they're not going to just throw money away. Like that's not the Benson. I understand that. Right away. Like they're, you know, there's still not, a, a frugalness. I, I get that. Say, even though, even though they've certainly opened the pocketbooks more. Uh, and, and, and it's good when you open the pocketbooks and you're winning though. Like if you open your pocketbooks and you're losing, now you have the situation that they're in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes to show the, you know, again, there are worse coast coaches in the league than Dennis Allen. There are staffs. I'm sure there are staffs somewhere in the NFL that are worse than the ones the Saints have. Would you combine, let's be honest, at best a mediocre coach with a sub-mediocre staff and different positions that aren't playing up to capabilities, you get what you get. This is what they are, and they just don't. They, they just don't want to make – I mean, you jumped into Dennis Allen without really looking through and saying, again, that maybe Dennis Allen was the right choice. Maybe maybe I'll be proved wrong, and maybe one day he'll be – Mickey Loomis will be proved right, and Dennis Allen will win with this franchise. I could be wrong. And I'm being all serious. I'm not being facetious right now. 
But the fact that they didn't go through this procedure, and we're talking about this in week 13 of his second year, that they didn't go through the procedure of really looking at other coaching possibilities, that's what's frustrating to me more than anything. Well, part of it is you see the in-house success that Dennis had. With the defense. Right. And so that certainly would qualify him. Like, like he would have been interviewed at other places like that. Like that's think he would have got a job somewhere else as a head coach. I don't know that. Yeah. Neither neither do I. I think Sean Payton's stamp of approval was a big factor. The fact that they've known him for so long, they've seen the defense get better on near him. Like people like on that side of the football trust, like that's, that's the thing. Like it's, he had a multi-year interview process to become a head coach. And he certainly at like, and then at that period of time, like I, I like, I don't, I don't regret saying that was a no brainer hire for the saints because at the time it was like, Maybe. I feel like he did. Maybe you're right. And he deserved, like he, I felt like he, he improved and deserved the job. Now, but I guess the problem I have, Larry, is not so much that they picked him. Because I'm not saying maybe he was maybe he was at the time the right selection. Maybe it was a no-brainer, like you say. But the fact that you're talking about a job that only 31 other people have, and it's so important, you would think they would at least open up and listen. They didn't even listen to anyone else. They brought in candidates for a show because of the Rooney Rule and whatever. But they didn't really, really listen to anyone. You could tell. I mean, it was handled in, in such a quick fashion. Dennis, everybody knew Dennis Allen was getting this job. Why wouldn't you at least like open it up and get real candidates in here and like pay attention? And I'm not saying Eric Bieniemy would be, be a better coach. Maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he'll do well with Washington. Maybe he won't. But I mean, the, this organization doesn't even want to listen. Well, Aaron Glenn, I know, was a serious candidate. Yeah. They know okay. him for a long time too. And right. uh, so, yeah. So I think that. But like that's again, it, a lot of it comes down to loyalty within the organization he's been there and and done it and so like i that that's the thing like and if you look at i don't i don't remember who was hired through that hiring cycle i'm trying you know uh you know brian dayball looked great for one year now now the new york's terrible which anybody with uh who wasn't blinded by the smoke and mirrors last year could tell you that the giants were not a good team they they smoke and mirrored their way to the playoffs and uh that yeah you could see that that House of Cards being able to fall, but still. Jacksonville coach was hired at the same time. Peterman, Doug. Yeah, Peterman. Doug Peterson. Yeah, and, Peterson. And so, yeah, and so like, I, wasn't uh, wasn't Miami's coach hired at the same time? Mike McDaniel. That that yeah. sounds. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Uh, I mean, although Josh McDaniels was was hired at the same time too. All right, we named a bunch. We named some of these things. Some of the differences there. Uh, Two attack of Iloa can play. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who do, who else did we just name? Well, he can play when he doesn't have a concussion. Well, right, and he has it. Now they figured it out. Well, they went and spent money. They spent their money on Tyreek Hill. The well, Saints yeah. spent and their money on Derek Carr. Yeah, they can get rid of – he gets rid of the football quickly. And, look, the pass pressure rates for their offensive linemen have, have changed dramatically with some of the same pieces that were bad the last year or two. But, no, look, you can blame Dennis Allen all you want. Even Sean I'm not Payton. just blaming Dennis Allen, though. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm sounding the concerns of the fan again. I'm not nearly as down on Dennis Allen as other. Now I'm just down on Pete Carmichael as as other people, probably more so, because this dude shouldn't have been ever hired in that position. If you want to be a consultant or a quarterbacks coach or whatever, fine. 
that's a whole different story. This is supposed to be about Saints Lions. We're already spending too much time on this. But <laughs> so uh, but this but is just, actually what people want to talk about. But but it is. It's, it's bigger than this game. Like it's a, it's a well, that's how we got. That's how we got here. That's the point. Right. You know, we asked the, the question back to square one. Why are we back to square one? We're back to square one because the ineptitude of the people running this team. I'm not just talking about Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael. You can go further than that if you want. Now, they'll never be on my show again. But I, I'm just saying, I mean, I'm going to be honest. That's what we do is people say that we don't say what we're supposed to say in the media. There you go. I've said it. Ineptitude. You don't win without quarterback play. The Saints haven't had good quarterback play since Drew Brees, and that's it. Sean Payton didn't have it anymore. I think he saw the writing on the wall, said, you know what, I'm going to take a step away. And They went to Russell Wilson? Well, that's also because he also probably found an ownership group that's like the Waltons and said, all right, you're going to give me anything I ever want, period, and the, the Broncos want to be a winner. That helps. Uh, like Sean. Oh, Walton, the Walmart Waltons, not the Waltons from the 20s and 30s. Right, right. Okay. Right. Sean Payton will outlast Russell Wilson, but guess what? He's got them playing playing better and scratching it up like and clawing like he did when uh, you know he, he had the musical chairs at, at quarterback in his last year. But he saw the writing on the wall, like and if you didn't like, you don't win without a quarterback. I'm that period. Like it, the days of like the Eagles winning a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. That's rare. Like that's not the norm. Like Patrick Mahomes wins Super Bowls. Like hmm. the Rams got Matthew Stafford. That helped them, and he was he played great. Who's the year. Eagles' offensive coordinator that year? Are you talk about Nick Foles. Hmm. I think his name's Doug Peterson. Oh wait, he got hired the same year. Oh, uh, he was a coach, right? No, yeah, he was the head uh, coach. They won. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was the head coach. I thought he was the offensive coordinator. Well, no, he was the head coach. Okay. They won. Well, still, I mean, yeah, exactly. But no, that that's, guy. We don't yeah. want that guy. <laughs> Yeah, so but that's the thing. Like, the co- if the coach isn't creative enough to do it, and you don't have yeah, quarterback, you're right, Terrence. You're right, Terrence. You're right. It's, it's not going to happen. Like, you need quarterback play. Like, look at the quarterbacks who've been in the Super Bowl the last few years: Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe yep. Burrow. Uh, like, the 49ers got to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, like that's the so. Like, you need. No, you're right. For sure. That's what it is. Like, and you could have bad coaching and a good quarterback, and you're seeing that with the chart. Yeah, yeah. Trent Dilfer will never happen again. At least not anyway in the time because this is so much more quarterback driven league than it used to be. So I'm with you on that. Um that being said, that's why it frustrates me more than anything. This franchise is just not a drafting quarterback comp. Now, look, granted, they haven't been in, in a position to where they could draft one of the top ones because they're always picking 18th to 25th, but they that's not who they are. That's not their MO. They'd rather go out and sign one. Um, you know, Barry asked the question, did the, anyone realize the Saints were in square one in week one? Well, I mean, they won. I guess we didn't. Yeah, they were 2-0. <laughs> Yay, they won. <laughs> that's even more. That's even worse if you think about it. They were 2-0. and They're 3-6 and six since they went 2-0. and I never thought about it till now. That's yeah. pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the Ravens winning Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, that's what we talked about. That's, I don't think it's a once in a lifetime. I think it was, the football was actually just different that year. I mean, it's the same thing as the Bears. So it's not once in a lifetime. The Bears won in 85 with Jim McMahon as their quarterback because they had the same kind of defense. Saints don't have that kind of defense. Right. Well, it's like, all right, they won with Nick Foles. And I think that, I think, look, the Eagles were playing well actually mm-hmm. that year with Carson Wentz. He gets hurt. Yeah. Carson Wentz never played the same, but so that is a rarity. Like I, I you can't say it's never going to happen because like 
like I said, the 49ers almost won with Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback. And right. He's, you know, he's not a superstar quarterback. But still, uh, your chances are being uh, good. Like, okay, look at all the top. Let's go through all the top teams. Like, let's say the top six teams this year. Uh, starting the NFC. Uh, Eagle, like, like – Say what you want about Brock Purdy. He's been playing great ever since. Well, the three best teams in the NFC clearly are Dallas, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. And what do they all have in common? They all have a really good quarterback. quarterback. I mean, really good quarterback. You go to the the AFC and Kansas City is the best. They all have viable quarterback play. Yeah, I mean, so you're right. Uh, Viable isn't even the right word. Like, good. I mean, now you could argue that Buffalo is having a rough year with Josh Allen, but he's still a top 10 quarterback. Oh, he's a top five he's, quarterback. Okay, okay, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I'm just saying. Here's the thing, though, I, and I will defend the Saints here. We're done this year. It's time to blow it up. No, it's not. They're not done. They're not done this year. I mean, what do you consider done? They're not going to win the Super Bowl. So if you consider that done, then, yeah, they're done. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. But they're still the favorite to win this division for a reason because they're clearly the best team in this division. I I mean, Larry and I would probably argue that. I think it's clear. No, they're still the best team. They're, they're the best team. They're the biggest underachieving team in the division. No question about that is 100% fact that they are the most underachieving. In fact, they might be the most underachieving team in the NFL. They really, them and the Chargers, it's close. It really is. Saints probably be up there because that this is a winnable division. The Chargers aren't going to win that division. Like that's that's true. They're fighting for second. The Saints yeah. or should have been more like the slam dunk division winners. I mean, the Broncos lost seventy to twenty early in the year, and now they're like back in playoff contention. So I mean, it is what it is. Bar- Barry says, being Captain Obvious, Saints could end the season nine and eight by beating terrible teams. That's true. And you know, honestly, if if they win this week, and you can laugh all you want, they're only four point underdogs, and they're playing a team that. Hasn't played very well lately. We're going to get to our predictions very shortly, actually. Um, but if they win this week, then they get the Panthers at home and they get the Giants at home. Again, you can't count any game as a given for the Saints. We're not going to ever do that here on this show. You can't say it's an automatic win. There's no such thing with this team. But, uh, you know, if they find a way to win this week, they have a legitimate chance to win three in a row and get to eight and six. I'm not saying they're going to do that. I'm just saying that's where they are. Well, they could lose this week and still go seven and seven. And then you're like, oh, well, that, this is division they can win. Like, that's, there's a difference. I got to be honest. I'm more worried about this team. If you want to pick games that, that don't match up well for the Saints, um, I think they have a rougher time going to the Rams because the Rams are a different team than this week. That game's a much tougher game, I think, than this one. Well, Rams are getting better, uh, they're getting much better. Yeah, so that like they've you know they've actually uh, they're they're in playoff contention because right. of how muddy the wild card is. So they've they've kind of played their way back in and gotten Kyron Williams back, and that gives them such a big boost running the football. So it opens things up, and you know their defense isn't bad. Uh, you know they still have Aaron Donald and some pieces. But so yeah, that's the thing. Like the Rams, the Rams by the time the Saints play them could have a winning record. So that's like they're 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 a team that's like hmm, okay, you got to keep your eye on them. All right, we're going to come back to this slide in about five minutes because we're going to finish off with our Saints-Lions predictions. And I'm going to tell you, I have a little bit more detailed reason for my pick this week than you, than what I just, this is what I think is going to happen. I have a reason for why, I mean, a better reason, I guess, for why I think it's going to happen. But I do want to talk about briefly, uh, before we come back to the Saints and finish with that, I want to talk about the week 13. And Larry writes for the athletic, he covers the NFL now, not, not just the Saints. 
So I'm interested to get your take on one of the games of the year. It's not the game of the year. There's no such thing anymore, I don't think. But Niners and uh, Eagles on Sunday afternoon, to me, is one of the most intriguing games of the year. We talk about it was the NFC Championship game last year. And I said on Bayou Bets yesterday that I really think that there's probably a at least 40 to 50% chance that it's the NFC Championship game again this year. I think Dallas is going to have something to say about it. But when you look at these two teams, I keep saying, you know, this is a bad spot for the Eagles. This is a bad spot for the Eagles. You know, they, they played so-and-so last week. They just played Kansas City. They just beat Buffalo. They got to play Dallas next week. So it's a really, it's a bad spot for the Eagles, but they keep winning them. That's what, uh, to me, Jalen Hurts, even he was so bent out of shape even winning the game last week because he knew he played so bad in the first half and he played so well in the second half in overtime. Uh, but that, like that's, he's probably the most, uh, you know, unflappable quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Like, you know, he, nothing phases him and he gets it done. And you have to wonder even last year, like say if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, did the 49ers beat the Eagles? I think I picked the 49ers to beat I did the too. Eagles last year. Um, so yeah, in, in that NFC championship game. So, so yeah, it, it, this game, uh, it, I, I do find it pretty surprising that the, that San Francisco is a three-point favorite against the Eagles on the road. That I, I'm, that's crazy. Kind of surprised by that uh, because, like the Eagles, uh, like I, I do feel like they're a little susceptible on defense, and so maybe that's part of it. And it's like maybe the Eagles are due for a loss uh, because they've won. You know, they've only lost once, but still, yeah, I think that's a game. Certainly, all eyes are going to be on that game. And what did you pick there? I pick the Eagles. Like okay. I don't, you know, I picked them straight up. Uh, I, I okay. just feel like that. Uh, now, look, Giants. De- I'm Giants. Uh, I'm thinking of San Francisco Giants. Uh, 49ers. Uh, their look. Their defense is certainly getting better. Like they are surging up. They had their rough spot, and now they're ascending. Uh, the Eagles might be kind of heating. They're, they're playing through and winning some rough spots. Like so, you know. It, but I'm picking the Eagles until I'm picking the Eagles until they're they just. You know, I, I can't blame it all. Look, I'll tell, I'll say this um, from a betting perspective. I don't think you can touch it. Um, I just don't. Uh, that spread is, and it's lean tilted towards the nine. Is it very well could be three and a half by the time they play the game. I checked it this morning. It's still three, but it's three at minus minus one fifteen. That means it's tilted towards the Niners. You got to bet one fifteen to win a hundred. If you're betting on San Francisco, you get bet one Oh five to win a hundred. If you're betting on Philadelphia. Um, so, and I don't like that the entire, everyone in the public, Aunt Mabel, Drunk Joe, and everybody at the bar is betting on the Niners here. Um, and the fact that I like the Niners, it means that I would never bet this game. I'm not. I'm never going to bet with the public, ever. Um, I just don't. So this is a stay-away game for me. But I don't see how the, – the Niners are definitely a better team, I think. But uh, I get why you're picking the Eagles. It's, it's, they keep winning. They just keep winning. They're not as good as they were last year, but they just keep winning. And I, I understand you keep picking them till they lose. So – it's going to be one, one heck of a game, and I think the Niners also will have a little revenge factor, and I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, how Brock Purdy plays in this game. Because he, he doesn't seem to tick that way. He's just kind of an even keel. This is why he, I think he, why, one of the reasons why he's so good. It's the even keel kind of guy. I'm throwing in a tennis analogy here. Uh, yeah. He's Pete Sampras. Yeah, that's a good that's, – that's really good. I, I think that's exactly – well, there's a lot of people watching the show don't know who Pete Sampras is because they're, that's they're pitiful. younger than the age Pete of 40. Sampras. 
<laughs> you're under the age of 40. You might not know who Pete Sampras Come is. Come on. You got to know Pete Sampras. I mean, you know, I grew up watching tennis. I mean, everybody else did. All right. Two other games I want to talk about, again, very briefly, because we only got a few minutes left in the show. If you want to give your Saints prediction, by the way, now's the time to do so. Type it in. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, type it in, and uh, we'll put it on the screen uh, as we get to that, as before we go off the air. But I do want to talk briefly about we're going to save Falcons for last. Uh, Chiefs and Packers on Sunday night football. This is kind of a sandwich game for the Chiefs for me. Uh, a look at I didn't I, I picked the Chiefs as part of a money line parlay. I think they're going to win. And I don't I'm not buying into the hype of Jordan Love. I get that he's played much better. <laughs> you didn't last week, I know you didn't. Man. No, and, and and you're right. I I was wrong on that one, but I, I just think that this is a tougher game. Kansas City's defense is better than Detroit's defense. If I had to pick against the spread, I would probably take the Packers because it's in Lambeau, but I picked it as part of the money line parlay. Kansas City plays Buffalo next week. They easily could be looking ahead. I think they win this game, but I think they they skate by and win it by, they like eke it out at the end. I think that's actually good. I, yeah, I, I would agree that uh, Kansas City, six-point favorite on the road at Green Bay. Green Bay has been playing better. Uh, so I think they have been. And it's not like Kansas City's offense has been super explosive. Like that's they 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 put it together against the Raiders last week. So what? Like that's not even like playing on the road. Like it doesn't. Well, they didn't do anything the first quarter and a half. They had I right. think the first quarter and a half they had like ten yards or something. Right. So I think Green Bay at Lambeau, Jordan Love's playing better. Uh, like I, I think that that is a the receiving course playing a little bit better for for the Packers. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but I, I picked. The Chiefs, you know, because I just do money line picks. Like, I right. pick the Chiefs, but I could see them winning by four, three. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're on the same page there. That's scary. All right, uh, last game. Look, this, this game, and I was looking through trying to find a better game. This is not a great week for football. Other than the marquee matchup of Niners and Eagles, I mean, really, Saints-Lions is probably the second best game, unless you want to say Chiefs-Packers. And it's why the Lions-Saints game is the – Big game on Fox at noon. Um, so Falcons, Jets, you might say who cares, but it's not just here in New Orleans or there in Atlanta. They're going to be paying attention to this game. You look at that over under, 33 and a half. That's miserable. The, the weather's supposed to be ugly. This could be a 13 to 6 kind of game. The Jets are going, I think, again with Timmy Boyle. Ugh. Desmond Ritter stinks. I don't know if there's going to be any offense in this game other than B. John Robinson and Brees Hall. Dude, it might be a young way coup game. Oh, in the wind, in the rain. In the wind. He's going to have to play the draw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Him versus Greg the leg. Isn't, the, isn't Greg the leg there? Greg's airline, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but t- I'm trusting Desmond Ritter more than Tim Boyle. Oh, my. Tim Boyle was awful. Like, I, I said it last week, and you agreed. Trevor Simeon should be playing. He should be their 100%. starter. 100%. Yes. Well, the reason why he wasn't playing, I think they said last week. Now, I don't think they'll hesitate this week to put him in. He wasn't ready last week. They said he literally was the number two quarterback. He didn't know the playbook yet. So, they thought about throwing him in there. But I thought this was like. One of Trevor Simeon's things is like he's like one of the smartest dudes on the planet. I think he's got a weird nickname on Pro Football Reference. It's Does called he? Sizzle, and I, we, no one knows why. I think he, I think at the Saints, someone might have been might have been Luke Johnson actually asked him about well, why is he called T Sizzle? I forget. Well, I'll just say 
this shows how bad the Jets are. If I'm advocating that Trevor Simeon should be in there quarterback, and he unquestionably should be, if he's your best quarterback active, then you got a problem. I still think the Jets are going to win this game. I really, you know why? The Falcons put so much energy into beating the, it was like, you know, Arthur Smith's talking about like, this is the game of his career. Really? It's the game of your career. You beat a, a NFC South opponent in season to get to one game below 500. And it's the most important game in your career. That says a whole lot about who that dude is and why he should be canned blank canned. When the uh, season's over, you, they've never won any important games ever under him. So yeah, I think that's he's th- he, he's in first place in the division. He's divisions, worse so yeah. than Dennis Allen. He needs to go. <laughs> well, actually, if you like, if you're a Saints fan, you're like, please keep him. Don't fire him. Keep yeah, it's Arthur like, Smith. hey, you wanted to, you wanted the, the Falcons to keep Mike Smith for as long as he. You're right. I certainly did. Please don't fire that dude. You're I right. mean, don't fire Mike Smith. He went for it fourth and five in his own twenty-five and gave the Saints a victory once. Please, uh, I'm, I'm t- I, I took I took the Falcons. I there's no I can't pick the Jets in good faith to beat anyone right now. Like All their right. defense is really good, but I can't I can't. Uh, sorry, the Falcons might win 10, 10 six, <laughs> but like they I think they that like the Jets can't move the ball at all. Like it, it would be lucky like. If Brees Hall just made some two breakaway runs and scored, right. maybe that's how they won. But Tim Boyle's not getting anything done. Like, period. One game they actually. Call him Timmy over, they call him Timmy over there. Oh, Lord. I'll I call him uh, uh, Terry. I don't know. Whatever. Before you, uh, before you say, uh, hold on, real, real quick. What you didn't look at was, was uh, Denver at Houston. I think that's a good I actually, game. I was, I was teetering between that game and the Falcons Jets game. That was, it was really close. Um, our entire Bayou Bet staff has Denver. What do you have in that one? Well, I took the Texans. <laughs> I mean, I stayed away from it. I took the under, actually. I took the under. That's one of my best bets is the under. I think it's 47 because I think the Broncos defense is playing better. Um, I, I, would ha- I would pick Denver if I had to, but I don't have to, and I'm staying away from it. So I'm just going to take the under there. Restriction says Tim Boyle says uh, has more interceptions than TDs for his career, including college. How does that dude get in the NFL? <laughs> Seriously, how is he in the NFL? I, what, I, do you I, really need? I mean, they're on enough like retread quarterbacks in the. I mean, the, the Browns got Joe Flacco for God's sake. You can't uh, find I can something tell, like You know that. why? Well, you know why he's with the Jets because he's it's it's like the Allen Lazard, Randall Cobb. He's a he's an Aaron Rodgers buddy. Seriously, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Good Lord, everything revolves around Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me started on that. Sadly, I know. Trust me. I, write I mean, the, and by the way, by all means, Aaron Rodgers, come back with this miserable team. Come back and play so you can ruin whatever's left of your career. Because if you come back, you're going to blow your Achilles again or something stupid, and you'll never be able to play again. Your old ass will be done done. So please, by all means, rush rush it back to play with this crappy team. Please, I find, I find his rea- his his response to that is like, so what if I tear it again? I'll, it'll just heal back what up in five or six months. I'm like, what? I'm just gonna go and do yoga. Um, oh, yeah. no, that's not yoga. That's meditation. Um, I go mean, go yeah, that retreat. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You're going to retreat. <laughs> go on a like a forty year retreat. Come back in forty years. So we'll see what you look like with a long gray beard. All right, CJ says uh, his Saints prediction is pain. He's clubber, clubber Lang. <laughs> I mean, look. All right, uh, Nequinta, that's a little too long, but basically what she says is the Saints need a front front office cleansing. 
Uh, ain't going to happen. Mickey well, Loomis, no. That's ain't going to happen. Mickey Loomis is going to leave when Mickey Loomis wants to leave. Um, just never. You think? You Unless don't think he wants just, to retire and go on I'll, I'll retire. But, but he'll, I mean, he'll have some, like, cushy other job with the Saints. You don't like, think Mickey would want to, like, I, I get the sense, actually, that he would want to retire one day. And not because he doesn't, not like Sean Payton left because he didn't like what he saw with his team. Let's, let's be frank. I mean, Sean Payton didn't leave because he wanted to take a year off or was tired. Sean Payton didn't like where this team was going and like, oh, I don't want my legacy to be tarnished. I think Mickey would probably like to win and be successful without Sean Payton. Yeah, no, I agree. There's a motivating factor there. I feel much differently about Mickey Loomis in a positive way than I do about Sean Payton. Don't get me started on that. Uh, but, But let's get to this game and finish the show positively or negatively, depending on how we pick. Saints, Lions, as always, Larry was right last week. I'm going to let him go first. He's the guest. What do you got? There's no way I'm picking the Saints. No, I'm not doing it. Like, I don't trust they could score touchdowns. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're saying there's no way you're picking the Saints. What if you thought the Saints were going to win? Would you still not pick them? I don't, well, I don't think they'd be better than Detroit, even if they were full strength. Okay, fair enough. So, no, That's what I'm I was not, asking. I'm not, well, actually, I would. I would think about it. I'll put it to you that way. But I don't even think about it. I don't even need to think about this one. I think Detroit, uh, they can get it done in the air, on the ground. Uh, And even if if uh, Detroit's defense uh, isn't playing up to snuff, and at times it doesn't, I don't have any confidence that the Saints can put up points on a consistent basis. None of it points to a win to me. None of it. You're not giving them – so you're saying there's not a chance. <laughs> I will say there is 0% chance, none. 0% yeah. chance? Yes. Oh, man, you gave me a clip to cut out that we can run next week if they win. I, but look, you know me. I'm not one to not take – No, you're definitely up, not. Not not go on the edge. 0% chance. I mean, that's how Pixie Dust Friday uh, got, got coined because you said some – I think you were wrong like four weeks in a row and we had to pull out all the clips. I've been like right that. a good. Uh, you've been right more than you've been wrong this year, for sure. Yeah. I've been about half and half. All right. Um, it's that time of the show where I make my, I will say this. Uh, here's before I make my prediction. It's the same prediction I put out in my NFL picks column, which came out at 8 a.m. yesterday. I'm not joking. At 8, 12 a.m., I got an email from somebody that asked me if I was drunk. <laughs> so oh, I guess you I can see, see where, where this is going. going. Look. I actually think this is a decent matchup for the Saints for multiple reasons. The number one reason, you think about who the Saints lost to this year. All six of their losses. And now you could say Jordan Love's not necessarily a mobile quarterback. Um, he's kind of a hybrid, I guess. He's, he's not, he's not he a stature. Move. He can move a little bit. All six of the Saints' losses this year have come against quarterbacks that can move um, or actually beyond move. A lot of them can just flat out run. Jared Goff is a statue. He ain't running. Uh, he ain't moving out of the pocket unless he absolutely has to. Now, the Lions have one of the best offensive lines in football. But still, I, I just think that this is, a, is not a bad matchup. I agree with you about the running game part of the Lions. But Montgomery is banged up. He's probably going to play, but he's going to be limited. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is a great rookie running back. I think the Saints' front line is going to be up to the task. We'll see what Jared – he's not – Jared Goff has not been going the last few weeks. Uh, and someone asked earlier, and I lost it, 
Let's see if I can get it real quick. We got a lot of messages today. Well, Mike Gilray asked earlier, what's the word on Lattimore? He's on IR. So Marshawn Lattimore is not playing in this game, and I get that. But there are three receivers, starting receivers probably aren't playing. I get that, uh, unless Olave comes back from concussion protocol. I just think the Saints are going to be – I used this analogy yesterday. You remember Helen Reddy, you and me against the world? I think that the Saints team is tired of hearing us just crap on them. I think they're actually going to play well this week. I think they not only cover, but I think they win. I don't think they're tired of it. There's plenty of world left to crap on them, if that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Man, Larry Holt has got no love for these not this week. Fans. No, not this week. I could, like the next two weeks. My, my yeah, but see, it's too change. easy. You're picking too easy. It's like I, I looked uh, yesterday, 93% of the bets taken in this game had been on Detroit minus four. 93%. Vegas don't lose. Well, they might win by three. Oh, they might. I, I didn't pick I, a score. I'm just saying I, I got no faith that the Saints can, are going to win this. But, okay, so I'll put you on the, on, on the roaster. Uh, Larry, roaster holder. Pick the spread. I mean, if you got to – somebody said, here's 10 bucks. I want you to go put a bet down on me. You pick whatever you want. You got to do it on the spread. All right, uh, 31-20, Lions. 31-20, Lions. Okay, I think – I predicted 30 to – we both got high-scoring games, so we both like the over. I got 30 to 27, Saints. I think Derek Carr plays his best game of the year. I think uh, Anders Pete at left tackle is actually working out. No one's given Anders Pete any credit because they always bash him. I actually think he's playing pretty well at left tackle. Um, I think the Saints O-line plays well. I think Kamara has a decent day. I think Taysom Hill gets in there. It's a Taysom Hill kind of game. What about an Alex Anzalone revenge game? He's hurt, isn't he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's going to have revenge from the uh, from the sideline. I don't know. All right. That's it. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. By the way, uh, I will say this once again. When I'm done with this, I will go add my monologue, put it up on the podcast uh, site, wherever you get your podcast, in case you missed it. Because most of my shows here are podcast only. We just bring Larry in live every Friday because he's generous enough to, to, to come in and do it. We only got, I don't know, seven, eight of these left. Uh, I'm sure you'll find me in the off season. I'm, I'm willing. Sure. I'm willing to bet on it. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. Have a good weekend, my friend. You too, buddy. All right. That's it. We will. Uh, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Remember, Shaw. Uh, if you're not doing anything, Varsity Sports Now. Shaw and St. Thomas More tonight. There are two feeds. If you don't want to hear my dumbass, you can listen to the St. Thomas More feed uh, on VSN. We have a lot of other playoff games as well. I'm pulling and, for Shaw, man. Come on, go Shaw, go. Run. I'm pulling for the for the Raiders. Let's do I mean, it. The Raiders have had an excellent run. We'll see if okay. they can keep it up as they play Catholic. <laughs> that game also is on VSN, by the way. Rumble Catholic is also on VSN because uh, VSN is a Catholic high affiliate. All that coming up, and then we got Tulane in the AAC. We never even talked about it. I don't like the wave this week. Larry, you like the wave or no? I think. Oh, it's. I think it's going to be tough. I. I, but I can't pick against them. They haven't. You know. You, when have they done me wrong? They lost to Ole Miss with the yeah. back quarterback, even though they were close in that game. Then the score close to take two, ride the wave. Come on, ride the wave. Oregon, Washington, real quick. I'm gonna say Oregon's gonna win that one. This time. I got I got the Huskies in an upset. Georgia, Alabama, Bama. 
I'm pulling you the got Bama. Yeah, All right, well, we're different on that, too. I think Georgia wipes the floor with them. And then Daniels are next for Heisman. If it's not Daniels, I'm going to be genuinely mad. Well, prepare yourself to be mad, my friend. Well, especially if Oregon wins, then it might be. I absolutely, 100%, this is going to be one of the travesties. And there have been a lot of travesties in Heisman voting, uh, but it, this one's going to be one of them. Jaden Daniels absolutely deserves to be the Heisman Trophy winner, but he won't be. It's going to well, be Jaden will be happy because in our latest mock draft on the athletic from our, uh, our Dane Brugler, we have him going seventh overall. Wow. Moving up the charts. He's going to be a fantastic pro. Okay. I know that's a weird uh, cutoff spot. Usually when I'm doing live shows and I know I'm going to put it in the podcast, I'll, I'm, I'm always thinking about, okay, got to end it. You know, you could still talk a little bit after or whatever, but you have to have a nice ending for the po- I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's kind of a weird cutoff there. But, uh, hey, we got to everything I wanted to get to, and uh, that's how we're going to wrap up the show. That's how we're going to wrap up this show as well. Um, we will be back on Monday, as I said. I just, look, I, I'm, I'm trying to, and I'm not being funny when I'm trying to stay positive. I'm really not. I'm not, I'm really not. I, I think that the Saints, this is a good matchup for them. People say, you're crazy, you're crazy. They only say you're crazy because they go by recent. It's like any other NFL fan. You know, now it's like watching, think about the NFL rankings. And when you watch ESPN or you watch dumbass Colin Cowherd or whatever, and there there are NFL team rankings every week and how different they are. And right now, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in football. You think about that. that. That's the way it is right now. So every week, somebody's going to think something different. So if you've been watching the Saints, of course you think the Saints are terrible right now. They're not terrible. I mean, let's be real. They're not good. They're not terrible. They're average. They're an average team. Playing like, some weeks playing like a subpar team, some weeks playing like better than they are kind of team. I mean, did anyone think that the Saints were that damn good and looking back now, it's easy to see because the Patriots stink. And they're probably trying to lose at this point, but they weren't then. Did anyone, like, take credit away from the Saints when they won 34 to nothing at New England? No. I mean, did anyone think the Saints were the worst, you know, the best team in football when they lost to Tampa Bay 24 to 6 or whatever the hell the score was? No. This team is who they, we thought they were from the beginning. They're a roller coaster ride, which is why, so far, by evidence and being a sports better, you look at, you, you do analysis on the entire lot, the entire season. And what, we, what have we seen? I'm not trying to build you up either, by the way. Don't blame me if you get high and then on the stage, oh, maybe they will win. And then they lose. It's not my fault. I'm just telling you what I think. They've lost two games in a row three times this year. The last two times. They have lost two games in a row. They come back with a win and played some of their best football, whether it be on the defense or whether it be on the offense. They have yet to put a full game together. Will they do it this week? Probably not. Do they need to do it? No. They don't need to play their best football to beat Detroit. They probably have to have one of their best games either on the offensive side or the defensive side, and they can't turn the football over. Well, sure, they need to do that. They're not good enough to overcome that. Call it gut feeling, call it going through what I've seen, call it whatever you want. I think the Saints win. 
It doesn't matter whether it's logical or not. But they're only four-point underdogs. It's not like if they were nine-point underdogs. I mean, look, they'll take Seattle last night. Seattle goes into Dallas. Dallas has been stomping people. They've been winning by an average, I'm not exaggerating, by four touchdowns a game at home, the Dallas Cowboys. All season long, been averaging winning by four touchdowns. They played Seattle last night. They struggled. They should have lost. They got lucky. They got lucky to win that game. Seattle had lost two in a row. Seattle stunk the last two games. Fans in that live in the Pacific Northwest are saying, Jesus Christ, these Seahawks stink. Geno Smith sucks. So it's not a, think of a lot of other cities. There are probably 20 other NFL towns where their fans are saying the same exact things that you guys are saying. You go through each game analytically, and before the game, you give your best thought about what's going to happen. And no one probably in Seattle was predicting them to play well last night. I mean, be realistic. How many Saints fans were predicting, I mean, how many Seahawks fans were predicting the Seahawks to win last night? Probably two. Yeah. Joe from Tacoma and, you know, Ralphie from Rainier were the only two people picking the Seahawks to win last night. Yet they should have won. So I don't think the Lions are nearly as good as everybody thinks they are. And the Saints aren't as bad as they've looked either. So we'll find out later on, and you may be right. And the guy who wrote me, what's his name again? I forget. The one who said I'm, I'm, I must be David Bordelon. I may be crazy. But you come to the show because it just may be a lunatic you're looking for. Hey, everybody needs a little Billy Joel in their life. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the week. We'll just have to see what happens from here. Tulane and Smooth. Tulane SMU on Saturday afternoon. I hope I'm wrong about this one. I hope I'm right about the Saints. hope I'm wrong about Tulane. I don't, I don't like the matchup for the Greenway. I got uh, SMU and I got the New Orleans Saints. What about uh, Georgia, Alabama? You heard what I said already. A lot of interesting football this weekend. We can all root for Washington. Hope that Bo Nix stinks it up and the right person wins the Heisman Trophy because the right person is Jaden Daniels. I may be right. You may be crazy. And you may have a lunatic here on Monday. We'll find out. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then. Peace and love, my friends. I may be crazy.